Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a speaker, a coach, and a published author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will share tips, tools, and strategies used by our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in their lives. I am on a mission to educate, empower, and inspire you to see that when you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today is the Monday Mindset episode, and I am going to take you on a journey. So this is a little bit different than the other episodes that we've done, but today I wanted to share with you the changes that I had to go through in order to shift my mindset and my before and after. So really what the before and after of my journey looks like. And maybe as I share that, you will see yourself in that journey and it might resonate with you somewhere along the way. So before and after, I am, for those of you who don't know, I'm a parent who dealt with teen substance abuse at a level that is far, far past normal experimentation. It had completely infected and affected every aspect of our lives, our the four of us just became, it just became a constant, constant fight. So at a point in time, I'll paint a picture for you at a point in time when, you know, people would be happy about, it was the weekend, it was the holidays, it was the Christmas, it was the, they became our nightmares. Like they become our absolute nightmares. I was so afraid to come home and didn't know what I would find or if somebody would be coming home or where they were or what was happening that it just became days that I dreaded. So imagine when you're working full time and you're giving, giving, giving at your job, you know, the feeling when you come home at night and you just want to put your feet up. Well, I didn't have that feeling. I just didn't have that feeling. So when I came home, it was sometimes I would be around the corner in my car saying, okay, Marsha, you can do this today. Let's just see what today brings. And sometimes it was nothing. And sometimes it was horrific. So Life was very unpredictable. It was unpredictable in a lot of different ways. And for the first couple of years, I, I just kept trying to find solutions and didn't find a lot of support in, um, from places and people that could give me answers to fix the situation. And that's really because there was no fix. There was no solution. It was me learning how to take care of myself so that I could handle the situation better, which I'll get into a little bit more. But as you know, as a parent, when you are looking for answers and looking for solutions, you dig in, dig in, you look, you look because you know, I mean, moms, we're fixers. That's what we do, right? We look for those answers so that we can decrease and stop the suffering and make it all perfect and better for everyone. And that was just not the case. So in the before stages, before my life changed, sometimes I sat down today and I did some writing and just to bring myself back to that space, wow, what a feeling. Cause like, I mean, the emotions start to come back. It feels like an absolute lifetime ago. But once I got back into the emotions, it was like, I remember, I remember like it was yesterday. I know what those days felt like. Didn't sleep. There was zero sleep. I was not taking care of myself at that point. Um, didn't really feel valued enough to do it. If that makes any sense, didn't feel valuable enough to do it. 
I felt really small. I was hiding. I was very much hiding from the world. As in, I say hiding my emotions and trying to hide that, you know, no, I was fine. Everything was fine. I became the master deflector of questions. So when people would ask me a question, I could instantly flip it back to them so that I never had to talk about myself because I didn't want to talk about myself. I was so emotionally, I'm going to say unstable at that point because I could on a dime drop into tears because everything was a mask. I was wearing the mask and trying to pretend that this was not, um, this wasn't my life because I just didn't want anyone to know that it was that bad. I felt so drained and I had, I was, fear was completely running the show, afraid of what I would find at home, afraid of what I would deal with at home, afraid of who I would run into outside, afraid of who would approach me and say something. There was no shortage of people who would come directly up and say, do you not know what is going on with your boys and why aren't you doing something? Like that is no shortage. And I believe that everybody was doing the best that they could, but what it did was it created almost a hibernation mode for me. And I'm a fairly social person. I do like my downtime, but I'm a fairly social person. And it became a case of, no, I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm just not going anywhere, but I couldn't go home because that was not pleasant either. So it was just a real juggle of where do I go? I don't know where to go in my life. So that meant getting groceries only when it was dark at night and hoping that nobody was there because I had some horrible grocery store stories that I just didn't want to put myself in that situation. So we put that big shield on and it protects us. We think it protects us from what's happening in the world. And it is a very tough shield that ultimately, like, yes, it does keep bad things out, but it, there's no solution, right? It's just a really bad Band-Aid and it doesn't fix anything. So it's a temporary solution. And I lived that way. I felt like I had a ball and chain label. Like I had a ball and chain around my ankle. My life wasn't changing. Nothing was happening. But I had a label across my forehead that said bad mom. It just said bad mom. Because that's how I identified it. That this must have been my fault. Everyone else is saying it's my fault. So it must have been my fault. And I lived in comparison and feeling that everyone else had something that I didn't. And obviously I've done something wrong as a person or resentful that people had happiness that I didn't have, or they had ease in their life that I didn't have. I felt powerless. I was full of pain, resentment, anger. Um, I'm even going to go as far as saying self-loathing because I really hated myself at that point in my life. I also felt extremely isolated and alone and felt like, like I said, failure, worst mom ever. I was frozen, not sure what step to take next and pretty much buried in judgment and pain of everything that was surrounding me. So what a awful way to start a podcast, but I had to share with you as I started to write those feelings out, I could remember them so well, like so well. And you know what? My car became my friend. I would stay in my car. I would, I would go places and sit in my car. I would take naps in my car because no one was there. And I just, I, cause I didn't know where to go. So it became such an isolated life. Then nothing changed, right? Of course, nothing changed. 
so over time, I will take you through the time um, and a different podcast, but over time I started to understand that maybe there was a purpose behind my story and maybe I was meant to do something with my story. And, you know, I'd gone to a few different conferences and had shifts and thinking that maybe this is the path. Maybe I am supposed to do something with this. But I had no idea how I was going to find the courage to do that. I really didn't. So I decided to run a free um, workshop for parents. And I connected with one of a couple of the different agencies to promote it. And I kind of spoke a little bit, but didn't really say much about what it was going to be and promoted that it was coming. I held a library. And I think we ended up having, I don't know, 10 people or so come. And I had been coordinating with the schools at that point because I'd been very open with the schools of what was going on. They knew exactly what was going on. And um, so I'd been in that position and speaking with them. And so they had helped to you know, bring some people in. And really, this is just the early, early healing stages that I was going through. And at this point, you know, I hadn't really publicly said much. Somehow my information had made it to CBC radio and they had contacted me and wanted to find out about this upcoming workshop that I was having and would I be interested in talking about it. And this was a Thursday afternoon and they sat down and we went through a series of questions online or like that they sent me and we went through them almost like an interview and we finished and she said, could you be to the radio station tomorrow morning at seven? And I'm like, what for what? And she said, we're going to do a live interview. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, how do I feel about that? How do I feel? I'm always about following the energy. And I looked in and went, you know what? I do actually want to do that. And besides, no one listens to CBC radio anyways, right? <laughs> Wrong. And um, so I went on that Friday morning at seven and I had about a 20 minute conversation live and I felt really good. I felt really good about the answers. I mean, by this point I had learned to let go of some anger and resentment, I was still so early in this journey and so early of sharing my story that I, I, you know, I didn't really have any expectations. And I finished and I get in my car and I'm going to go on my way to work. And all of a sudden I looked down on my phone and I, to say it had blown up with messages was an understatement. And I was like, oh my gosh, people actually listen to this. Oh my gosh. And I went to work that day and I remember a client saying to me, well, this is the second time I've heard your voice today. And I was like, oh my gosh, my clients listen to CBC radio too. And I, it was instantly, let me just tell you in a weird way, it was so comforting because instantly it was all out there. Then it was all out there. It was done. It was like, I just, I felt like I had taken the protective shield that I've been wearing and I set it down. And as soon as I set it down, I'm like, oh, I feel lighter. Like I just feel lighter. I felt freedom. I felt this ease, almost like this burden had been gone. Um, because instead of being met with all kinds of like judgment and criticism, as I had been met with, I was met with the most beautiful messages, messages, people saying, I'm so proud of you. Thank you for sharing. And then messages from strangers saying, that's like, you just shared my story. That's what's happening in my family. And I've never told anyone. And so that, I, that day my life changed. I'm going to say it really changed. I started to understand that there was, a, there was a real power in my story and sharing my story. So the different feelings that I went through afterwards, were they were just completely different. I became a different person because I, I learned to let go of things that weren't mine to carry. Hmm. 
pardon me. So I decided in sharing that story that that story had to have a deeper meaning because if I felt that different afterwards from it, the meaning must have been so, it, it was there. It was meant that I wasn't meant to suffer alone anymore. I wasn't meant to be by myself. I wasn't meant to you know, be beating myself up with judgment that I did something wrong. I had to really find, I started to find a purpose in helping others. And in that purpose of helping others, I healed myself. So it was a win, win situation because I was giving a voice. I mean, I know we hear people talk about substance abuse and teens and things now, but it was not a case years ago. Like it just was not a case. It just didn't happen. It was not something that was talked about. And so it really, my pain led me to a much higher purpose. And through that higher purpose, I found so much relief, like so much deeper meaning and so much purpose. Honestly, it was just, um, it helped me to create some impact and talk in the world. Now, obviously, if I was really struggling with that whole judgment piece for so long, I mean, how do you just all of a sudden start talking? You know what? I had the epiphany of knowing that no one could judge me harder than I had judged myself because honestly, I had spent years tearing myself up as the worst person in the world. I'm worst mom in the world. I'd failed at everything. Then all of a sudden I was like, oh, wait, maybe I didn't. Like maybe I didn't. Maybe those weren't my choices. And maybe that isn't something that I did. And maybe I do have to find a way to take care of myself. Because again, when we, when I learned how to give that power back to me, like I gave my story a voice. And as soon as I gave it a voice, it lost, shame lost its power. So I'm going to say that again. As soon as I gave my story a voice, shame lost its power. And as soon as it lost its power, I want you to visualize it almost turned and came right back to me. So it was the coolest thing. It was like this arrow. It went from me letting go of that story and all of a sudden shame was gone and power came back to me. And it never changed my story, but it changed how I handled my story because maybe I wasn't a failure. Maybe I didn't screw this up. And understanding and knowing that at the end of the day, I could go back and change every single thing that happened and still be in the exact same position because they were based on decisions that weren't mine to make. They weren't mine. And so here I was judging everything I've done based on the decisions of everyone else. And that became a real shift. And I needed that power to come back to me because that helped me to feel a little bit stronger and a little bit more energized and a little bit stronger. And all of it continued to make a difference. So I started to feel like the burden was gone. The judgment was gone. It was a non-issue. Enlightened. I felt very present. I felt very conscious and aware. I was aware of what I was doing and thought process of what I was going through and how my brain was processing this all became factors and I became aware. I actually found some happiness and I found some joy and I found gratitude and a way to be grateful which was crazy because I couldn't even figure out gratitude before that. So I found a way to stay more present with my thoughts. My energy increased. I felt expansive. I felt like there was possibilities and that I had hope in my life and I felt relatable and that I could relate. People could relate to me. And all this, it's just that constant message that, oh my God, I'm not alone. Like I'm not alone and I'm, I didn't mess this up. And it just really helped reaffirm that. 
So owning my story changed my entire life. It honestly changed my entire life, which in turn didn't change what was going on with my kids, but it changed how I handled it, which did change how things happen with my kids. Because see, two people can't own a problem at the same time. You just can't. So the second I stopped owning it, it meant that 1000% of their decisions were theirs to own. And as soon as they were theirs to own, that meant the consequences were theirs, the choices were theirs, everything else that went wrong with it was theirs. It wasn't mine to own anymore. That became so freeing. I can't even tell you. And it was almost as accepting that this is their journey and I will take my own journey and I will own that and I will let them own theirs. That became freeing, so freeing. And it also became challenging because how I handled the situation changed drastically. And I changed so much that nobody knew how to handle me because all of the manipulation tools that worked before didn't work anymore because I just didn't, it wasn't my own. I wasn't going to take it. And so that really made that shift. So I want you, I wanted to share that with you because many times I am. It has been, I've been told that it's easy for you because you're a positive person. So first off, let me be very real with you that if you ever said that to me, you would definitely get some words back because I don't think it's fair to use the word easy in my sentence, in my story, because um, you know what? Most people have, don't have a clue what we went through because I don't share it. It sounds like I share it, but I don't share it. So it's not easy. It's a choice. It was a choice to decide that I did not want to live that way anymore. And that I wanted to change my life, which ultimately changed a lot of things in my life. So I use the analogy a lot that we are in this hallway. Like our life is this long hallway that we're walking up and down and down that hallway, there's all of these doors, right? And our doors are our opportunities and our possibilities and the things that keep presenting to us that we can step through to create change in our life. But the doorways, the doorways are all closed and we have to walk up and down and decide which one to take. So some of us spend our life in the hallway, not even opening up a door. Like we just walk to one, look at it and go, God, I hope this one has everything I'm looking for behind it. Is this the perfect one or is this the perfect one? Do I open this one? Do I open that one? Which one's the right door? Which one has no challenges behind it? Which one is this? Which one is that? That we open nothing and we do nothing. And some of those opportunities that come through for you, they're like a fleeting moment. They're not going to be there again. They'll go to someone else and you miss it because you're too busy staring in the hallway looking for the perfect door. There is no perfect door. There is no one way to do things. There, it, there just isn't. What we have to do is we have to open up a door and start somewhere. And when you open up a door, surprise, surprise, there's another door behind it and another door behind it because it's like a maze, right? You open one and it creates a ripple effect and change into the next one, into the next one. So there is no perfect door. There is no door that has no issues behind it. There's no door that is full of butterflies, rainbows, and not a problem in the world. It just doesn't exist. There is problems and issues and challenges behind every single door but you won't know that until you open it. You have to open one of them. You have to be willing to start somewhere, open a door, see what's there, learn from it, try something, learn, try again, be willing to fail forward and open up the next door and the next door and keep going because those doors are presented there for you, not for me. 
there for you. And they are for you to find and use your gifts that you can use to impact, serve, and support others. You will never find them and never learn how to use them if you don't open, if you don't open up a door. So that is an analogy that I use many times and I speak to myself and I'm like, Marsha, open up a door. Just open a door. You'll figure it out as you go. You will figure it out as you go. And it has proven true and true and true again. It really has. So I wanted to share that with you and take you through that journey to understand that yes, the before, you might see the after now because yes, I'm vocal now. So you see the after and the after looks easy and pretty and which it's not just so you know, um, it looks easy and pretty and it looks like it's, I don't struggle and I don't have challenges and I'm always positive. Those are all choices that I choose to make. But I want to give you a picture of what life was like before. So before I share the story and after, life is completely, completely different. So if that resonates with you and you say, I have a story that is holding me down, suffocating me, preventing me from living my life, you deserve to learn how to own that story. And I do programs where I teach you how to own that story and let go of what you have given that title of the story. And then I also do programs where I help you to learn how to write that story, how to become a published author in a collaborative book, and as well leverage that book and take that book to learn how to build your coaching, speaking, and writing business. And it is learning what your story is and what have you lived and what impacts you and what has made you who you are, because that's your wheelhouse. That's your wheelhouse. And that's where your coach speaking right from, because it's what you know, it's what you know, because it's what you've been living. And that is my strength and my superpower to help you with, with learning how to own that story. So that is that's the powerful part. And then we take it even that one step further for the women who are wanting to build that business, impact, serve, and support others, coach, speak, and write, build the platform based on your experiences and all of your lessons, and honestly make a massive impact in this world. That is who this is attracting. And it's just, I am so grateful for it. I mean, this week alone, I've had conversations with Boston, so many people from Boston, from California, from Toronto, and then Africa. And the Africa one just absolutely blows my mind. I cannot wait for that one to unfold. Our stories have power. They reach a long ways. They can make a big impact in the world when we allow them to. So even if you're not somebody who wants to share your story, you don't have to. Don't let it own you, right? If you don't own it, it owns you. And if it owns you, it stops you from living a life that you're meant to live. And that is an absolute waste of your given talents and your gifts that you have. So don't let it own you. You own it. And if you are a person who says, you know what, I actually want to do something with my story, reach out and connect because this is, the launch is open. We are, the doors are open. We are connecting people. We are putting people into our, I have a Facebook group where it is just for information on, no pressure, but information on the program and early bird closes on Thursday, June 20th. So the program's still available until July 11th, but you really want to get in the early bird. You can write the chapter on its own. You can do the mastermind on its own. And let me just tell you the mastermind. I have like six other coaches who are coming in expert coaches in their field to help you to like honestly build and maximize, explode your business. So super grateful for them because it's going to be amazing. So you can do the mastermind alone. You can do the book alone, or you can do them combined together and combined together is an incredible deal um, to do both. So it's, those are the options. 
Early Bird closes next Thursday and it's available until July 11th. So I cannot wait to get started with you. And if this is you, reach out and connect because I have an interview process that you have to go through. It's questions you have to answer. And then we connect and we get on a Zoom to see if this is the right fit for you. And if you're at the right point in your story, we're ready to share it because that's okay if you're not. Um, we just want to make sure we have the right energy of people in the book. So on that note, I hope that there's something you can take away from this that you can relate to. And if you can relate to some of my early description and emotions that I went through and you look at it and go, I don't, you don't have to feel that way. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't. Life can be different. And when you step out and do this scary thing, you know what? Your path of freedom could be just right around the corner, honestly, right around the corner. So on that note, I hope you have an incredible week. I hope this message lands, share it, tag me on Instagram and let me know how you are taking this and how it's landing because I cannot wait to um, continue to serve you and provide you tools, knowledge, and strategies to help you with owning your story and taking your personal power back. So have an incredible week and I cannot wait to connect with you on the next episode. Thanks everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.